Anyway, let's talk about happier things and start the GD podcast. Let's start the GD. Oh, there were so many good GDQ runs at uh, GD. Oh, man. Oh. I've watched a couple. The Granny really Run good. is amazing. The Granny Run is I mean, very uh, funny. Did you watch Drum Percent Mario oh, 64? Oh, it was the first one I watched. The first one I watched was yeah. Drum It's Jesus. Uh, the way you have to do the Bowser spin on Drum Percent. Oh, yeah. It's so good. It looks so smooth. It's so good. It looks so satisfying. Uh, uh, I have not played any of these games. I really should, considering how much I love Resident Evil. But the no damage Resident Evil 2 run is actually really interesting. Oh, I should check that out. Uh, I need to play these Resident Evil remakes because I played all I of the originals for hundreds of hours. And Resident Evil 4 is my favorite video game of all time. They're too scary. Resident Evil 4 is less scary. Uh, more action. No, that's the one I tried to play. Oh, yeah. Was too scary. If that's too scary, well, the rest of them are going to be too scary. That version was too scary because you couldn't move and shoot at the same time. Yeah, Leon's a tank. everybody we're back this week sorry we missed last week and it will happen again welcome back to zero credits the show we talk about things my name this week is henry and my name is on the mend john and together we're henry and on the mend john coming at you to discuss the cultural happenings of that their zeitgeist in preparation for the big game the big game approaches. It looms large on the horizon. Las Vegas won't know what happened to it after the big game happens. Will they play the big game in the big sphere? God willing. <laughs> God willing. And then they'll play the game on the sphere. Henry, I heard you open a beverage. John, I cannot tell a lie. I did indeed open one Beverino. Beverino. Beveragino. I, I like Beverino. Beverino. Uh, it's not super clear what you mean by it, so it's pretty good. <laughs> it's hard to get that G in there. That that dang G. Now, I know I took a week off because I was very sick, but not COVID this time. As any true fan will know, we've barely scratched the surface on dry January. It's the last day of dry January. What is this bit? We've barely scratched the surface, and I've been wheedling and winding and wending my way through the various alcoholic, be non-alcoholic beer offerings <clears throat> on the shelves in order to report to you, the sober or momentarily sober listeners of Zero Credits, which ones are worth your time and which ones aren't worth a dime. And boy, do I have a treat 
for you. Oh boy, I am on pins and needles. All of dry January has been leading up to this. I have wanted to procure it every week we've recorded the podcast, but no joke, it has been sold out at every HUB I've gone to. It seems to be, without question, the single most in-demand non-alcoholic beer on the market. I do not know what this could be. It... If you look at non-alcoholic beer reviews, it sweeps top of the charts 100% of the time. I am, of course, talking about the Guinness Zero non-alcoholic nitro draft. Nitro draft. Non-alcoholic Guinness. This sounds like the only non-alcoholic drink that might actually be worth it. It is sold in four packs. It's relatively expensive, as you can maybe hear it as a little nitro canister hanging out inside. And for the month of dry January, it has been impossible to find in the stores. And I lucked out. I found it, I think, at Target. And there was one left. And I bought it. So for the final non-alcoholic drink of dry january i hope everyone will be able to enjoy with me the experience of a guinness zero now when you open these they sound a little bit weird because of that uh nitro capsule in them but here we go Ooh, smooth hopefully hopefully the the little screaming sound was heard but let's go ahead and give the guinness a try Tastes like a Guinness. Almost exactly like a Guinness, as a matter of fact. That's just a Guinness. <laughs> uh, it's it's a Guinness Zero. Tastes so much like a Guinness. Really almost imperceptibly different. Guinness Zero, non-alcoholic draft, 10 out of 10. Now with that out of the way, uh, I would like to open a Wave Ratio Tropical IPA <laughs> oh, no. Wait, what? Real Ale Brewing Company. Wait, is this a... Drink re- that instead. Wait, why? Mm. Dry January's over, baby. It's the oh. last day of January. It's true. And uh, we, we didn't have time for this, but I actually got a, a, non- a non-alcoholic recommendation from a friend in my D&D party. And I tried to look it up just now and cannot verify the name of it, but it's German and starts with a W. <laughs> German insert. I truly don't know what beer that is. Let me tell you, compared to the uh, Real Ale Brewing Company Wave Ratio Alpha Collection Tropical IPA, this Guinness Zero sucks. (laughs) Oh, no. No. (laughs) Yum, yum, yum. Very good. Mm. Oh. Uh, No, but for real, though, if if you are of the non-alcoholic variety of person, uh, I do truly, I mean, I will attest that my dry January for the last few days has been tenuous at best, Uh, but I bought a four pack of the Guinness Zeros and I was only able to save one for the podcast because they're very delicious, they're low calorie, truly they taste just like drinking a Guinness. Like if you want the experience of drinking Guinness and you don't care about the kind of negligible alcohol content of a Guinness. I don't think there's any reason not to buy a Guinness zero. Oh, that's, that's, that's cool. Yeah. And my recommendation was something like water or water or water. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, hold on. It's a, it's German. And it says, is it perhaps Vasa for water? I have no idea. 
I legitimately, I, it, it was in a discord does this thing where you have a chat, but only when you're in a voice call. So I can't even find where they sent it. Amazing. Uh, it's not Maisel's Vice Wheat Beer. I I literally cannot tell you. My God, I'm trying to help you out here, and I'm not finding any that start. I know with a W. Uh, it's it's over. I I'm moving on with my life. Uh, so he said it was really good. He also lives in New York, so maybe that you know expands your offerings just a little bit. Hey, that New York beer is Sbarrow. On every corner. New York's best. Pizza. Uh, New York's best pizza? Sparrow. Sparrow. God, it's man. God, it's uh, man. Very, a very artisanal tropical IPA tastes so good. I'm glad your trials and tribulations are over. And may I just say, what the fuck was up with this year? Everybody was doing goddamn dry January. For the past two years, I've done dry January, and I'm just the only one doing it. But this year, it's everybody. And you can get all these non-alcoholic drinks. You can go to a bar, and they got non-alcoholic beer brewed for you. That didn't happen last year. What the fuck was up with this year that everyone was doing it except for me? What's happening? I really do think, as someone who typically does try to do a dry or a damp January, this year definitely felt different. Like last year, when I was doing dry January, I believe it was last year, uh, I went to a bar and I was like, hey, do you have any non-alcoholic beers? And I got a Lagunitas IPNA, an incredible non-alcoholic beer, by the way. If I had been here last week, that's what I would have drank. Amazing. Uh, IPNA is really good. And uh, I got one and they like bonded with me over being sober because they thought I was sober (laughs) because I guess not everyone was doing it. But two out of three of the HEBs I go to regularly had like sample booths set up outside of the non-alcoholic beers for like non-alcoholic Corona samples. And so many of the non-alcoholic beers at Whole Foods, H-E-B, Target throughout this month have been totally sold out. Yeah. Like, everybody's doing it. It's I a- don't know if everyone's doing it this year or the, like, large, like, distribution companies have really dialed in the marketing. And now people are really aware that these things exist and are good. Yeah, absolutely. Um uh, it, it feels like it took two years maybe for the big corpos to notice that people do this. Uh, mm-hmm. And so now uh, now they're like, yeah, whole hog, let's do it. Let's churn out all of them. We're going to make it so easy to do dry January where it's like, well, the past two years, it's been a struggle. What the hell? And now they're like, no, yeah. no, no, no. It, you got to do it. Why aren't you doing it? And it's like, well, I did Sober October, and now it's going to take them two years to be like, Sober October? Oh. oh. <laughs> I like our corpo voice. I, yeah. I will say that um, it the I think the vanguard for good, tasty, non-alcoholic beer was probably Athletic Brewing. Uh, and I don't know that I reviewed any of their beers as part of this. They're good. 
Uh, but then I think like Lagunitas followed and Lagunitas is like a peerless brewery. They put out both a hoppy refresher, which is a zero calorie, like hop water, which is an ever growing section of the, I guess, beer adjacent market. And they have a very good non-alcoholic beer. I feel like once Lagunitas started doing it, macro brewers were like, yeah, we can make alcohol free Corona and Guinness and Bud and whatever. Honestly, uh, Bud Zero was not good, by the way. I try. I had a Bud Zero. It's not good. I, I feel like, uh, some, you know, a few, like, I think it's like, what, Michelob has like their, you know, only if you've earned it or only if it's worth it, does it taste good mm-hmm. or whatever. So they're trying to be like a fitness beer thing. And so they rolled out like a, a zero alcohol alternative. And that might have flipped some switches for some of these macro breweries. And then, yeah, just dry January took off, and now they're like, oh, yeah, now we can cash in at the beginning of the year for this trend that everybody does uh, when sales are typically down because everybody spent their money over Christmas. Yeah, we can get people another way. Like, people want to, like, not have alcohol and save a little bit of money. We don't like that second part, so we can sell non-alcoholic beers for the same amount and maybe get some of that money they didn't want to spend. I feel like next year we're going to see commercials pop up. It's like, well, you could just drink water, but why would you do that? (laughs) Why would you drink water when you can drink Sam Adams Boston Nogger? Oh, no. (laughs) (laughs) I don't. (laughs) Wait, that would be called that, but I don't think they should go with that. (laughs) What's wrong with Boston Nogger? It sounds like, oh no, did you hear? The Nogger got another victim last night. Like, Oh no, the Boston Nogger. It it feels like a serial killer who nogs people. They had to install all those streetlights in Boston because of the Nogger. Yeah, absolutely. Oh, but John, it's been a hell of a time this January. Uh, I, for one, feel like this January has lasted at least three years. Uh Uh-huh. Not least of all because of the lack of drinking. Yeah. Well, I mean, I was drinking. Oh, that's true. Yeah, this January has uh, dragged on. It's really sucked. It's been a January full of tribulations for me. As someone whose resolution is play harder, (laughs) apparently life's resolution was hit harder. Yeah, it sucked. But speaking of play, we did get a chance to go out and do our celebratory dinner uh, recently. We did, we did. Yeah, John treated me to a... Me and my wife to a lovely dinner at a local uh, restaurant. It was really good. Uh, I paid for the drinks. And uh, not to put you on blast, John, but the drinks cost more than the food. <laughs> uh, 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 the food did cost more. Did it? Did it? It did. The food was triple digits. I take back my previous statement and I apologize wholeheartedly to John. <laughs> I mean, it's closer than I would have liked, considering I had maybe two beers and you guys each had a cocktail. Yeah, I mean, uh, it was only fair for us to pay for the drinks at that point. Yeah, I uh, also once again, dry January. I had two beers. Uh, yeah, but it's all a, he had. It was a special. It was a special dinner. Yeah, look, special dinners take place outside of time and place. The bet was made in last January, so. 
And we were initially going to a restaurant that's like kind of a sports bar, like an elevated Chili's kind of thing that has like relatively big portions and like medium prices that I think you and I are both pretty big fans of, Yard House. Yeah, yeah, the place with the yard long beers. I was definitely going to get one. Yeah, I like Yard House. I think you can get out of Yard House spending not a ton of money, get quite a bit of food. They have a lot of vegan stuff, amazingly. Yeah. And then... uh Because of the 49ers game, we had to get shunted out because everyone here is from fucking San Francisco now. Uh, So then we had to go to a um, pretty expensive, I'm going to say C-tier restaurant that I won't name. (laughs) Yeah. Uh, But the drinks were good. At least they looked good. The food was okay. The drinks were good. We asked about vegan options before putting our name in. They said, yeah, there's tons of vegan options like the vegan curry. And then we, uh, <laughs> 30 minutes later, we sit down and it's only the vegan curry. It is only the vegan curry. It, it, and I think at which, what's crazy, and not to be like an asshole about this, but you order the vegan curry. I feel like the first question you shouldn't get asked is, do you want to add chicken or shrimp to it? <laughs> that happened. That absolutely happened. happened. Uh, no, I got the vegan curry because it's vegan. Yeah, I got the thing called vegan. I don't want to add shrimp to it, my dude. (laughs) You want to pour... Look, we got just an excess of just pure animal lard and fat. You want us to put that in? Yeah, you want that, you know, for like some fat, some protein. It was... uh, But for what it's worth, the curry was actually quite good. Well, that's good. I'm glad to hear it. And so now all of the obligations of the podcast are thus wrapped and we can finally end everything. That's right. This is the last sentence of Zero Credits. Yes, Zero Credits is finally over. Our obligation fulfilled. I know that everyone out there since early January 2023 was thinking, when will I hear the fucking end of this bingo thing? Well, this is it. Wait, so I said this is the last sentence of Zero Credits, and then you just said like a whole new paragraph. So I guess we got to keep going. Ah, fuck. I was really hoping I got out of this. Nope. Sorry. We're back, baby. We didn't even go anywhere, but here we are back again to bring you all the late breaking news. John, you said you had three things. What do you want to talk about first? Uh, This is the way. First of all, I want to say this is the way the podcast ends. This is the way the podcast ends. This is the way the podcast ends. Not with a bang, but with a dinner. Uh... Very good. What, what, what did I want to talk about? Fantastic. The one one Amazing. of the things I wanted to talk about was the beer, and oh, that's nice. out of the way. And I'm okay. drinking a better beer. Okay. Um, <laughs> I didn't realize you were counting things we always do as like content, but that that works. That works. I, I truly don't know if I want to get into the YouTuber who potentially bankrupted himself to commission an animated music video of a cartoon character fucking him. Uh, so maybe if there's nothing else to talk about at the end of the podcast, we'll consider that to be a nice to have. Yeah, yeah let's bookmark that one. Look, if you want to see if we talk about the crazy sentence that John just said aloud, <laughs> you gotta stay tuned to the end. This is honestly, I am so glad that I subscribe to so many Substacks and mediums that just summarize the craziest things that happen on Twitter. Because oh <laughs> when I woke up and something in my inbox essentially said a YouTuber bankrupted himself to 
commission a video of a cartoon character fucking him. Uh, you better believe I read that article. Yeah, absolutely. I, no one could blame you. Uh, but I think there's maybe something bigger yes. looming on the horizon oh. that we want to talk about that I might actually have a couple things to add to. Are you referring to the big game? I am referring to the big game. Eleven days hence the men will meet on the field. Are you talking about perhaps the most important big game in the history of the sport? I... (laughs) Yes. For reasons that I actually kind of want to get into. For reasons Uh, that I painstakingly constructed a very detailed timeline detailing various moments in the in the history of this particular story leading to its natural conclusion that I'm going to be sending you via Discord right now? Oh my god. Well, hopefully you don't have too much about the socio uh socio the sociological implications of what's happening in, oh, I need, I'm going to request, I got to request access. Uh, fuck, I thought everybody who had a link had had access. Hold on, let me change the fucking... Okay. Look, yeah. You... Share, go, you're in. Okay, thank you. Sorry, I thought anyone who had a, the link had access. Uh, okay, now I got it. Yeah, so... This is big game related, but I, I I will not Trojan horse this. I desperately need, with every fiber of my being, to discuss the headline that came out yesterday that, and I quote here, Trump allies declare holy war against Taylor Swift. Uh-huh. Yes. Uh, we can get into this now if you want to. Yeah. I... I read this headline aloud to my wife, and her response was, what the hell? How? Uh Fair, fair. How did we get here? And so what you're looking at, John, and what we're going to go through, maybe point by point, maybe not, is the timeline of events that kicked off how we got from where we were to... Trump allies declare holy war against Taylor Swift, which happened yesterday. Uh, I would I would like to share a little bit of sociological analysis that was done, which I think there was a pretty viral infographic that went around that'll maybe inform the conversation we're about to have. Okay. Uh, so the always excellent John Byrne Murdoch at Financial Times, uh, post a demographic analysis. I'm pretty sure you've seen this infographic. And essentially, uh, it is the ideology gap between young men and women in countries across the world. Mm-hmm. I think primarily in uh, Bern Murdoch's study, it was five countries. I think, I think South Korea, the US, Germany, the UK, which is not a country. Uh, and Tunisia, have you seen this? I think I have. Is this the trend where young people, uh, where young women are are trending more to the left and young men are trending more to the right? Absolutely. Uh, And the the effect is most staggeringly seen, I think, in South Korea and the U.S. And there's actually a um, 
the South Korea stuff is really fascinating and we're not going to get into it because it doesn't pertain to the story, but there's apparently a um, very prolific right wing, like 4chan adjacent message board, I think called Il B Storehouse in South Korea. That is going a very long way to radicalize young men in South Korea outside of the scope of what we're going to talk about now. But other than South Korea, the country that has seen the biggest uh, demographic shift in political ideology between young men and women is the U.S. with young men skewing much more conservative and young women skewing much more, uh, I guess, not conservative. Uh, liberal, I suppose, would be the <laughs> anti-conservative. Term- the, the terminology used on the, uh, right. on the infographic. And one of the... It, on Burn Murdoch's uh, X thread, a lot of people were theorizing about what the cause might be. And one of the most uh, prevailing ideas is cultural encoding. And cultural encoding is the process of uh, radicalizing someone to a viewpoint by finding one or two things in culture to demonize. And in the U.S., that appears to be, like, femininity at large. You can trace this back to, like, the anti-soy boy movement or the invention of the term soy boy generally by the right. And the right has, like, walked itself into a place where anything that, like, promotes femininity is seen as evil and degrading of Western society. And this can be traced even back to like the creation of the term simping to denigrate sex workers, like people who purchase work from sex workers on OnlyFans. We have a war against femininity happening in the United States, which by the way, super quick aside, it is insane that we like created this idea of like, Soy boys being a bad thing because soy has estrogen in it and estrogen's going to make you a woman. Listen up. Quick, <laughs> quick anatomy lesson, or I guess um, endocrinology lesson. Uh, estrogen is anabolic. If you didn't have estrogen in your body, you wouldn't make muscle mass. Yeah. And in fact, people who have more estrogen have bigger muscles and get bigger muscles faster. Yeah. Uh, it, it, it's yeah, it's very silly. Well, it's culture war dichotomy. It's you got to make that us versus them. We got to draw very clear lines in the sand. Uh the opposite of testosterone is of course estrogen, even though both are present in all living things. I say all living things, all living humans. I don't know about fish. All living humans. And but but that's confusing and that blurs the lines and it doesn't support the very clear like sides of the battle that we're drawing. So let's throw out the reality for this us versus them version of reality. That yeah, like why do you think TRT to- clinics are opening up all over the United yeah, States? Yeah. Like absolutely, yeah, men are getting on on unnecessary testosterone replacement therapy earlier not because they need it or even because they would experience like a significant sports related boost from testosterone replacement therapy we have just encoded in the conservative mind testosterone is good estrogen is bad yeah it naturally as we age we do produce less of the of these hormones it's just the natural thing of aging but it's become now this thing where it's like oh yeah 
you the reason you're more tired now is because your T levels are are lower. The reason why you're, you're you're not as strong as you used to be is because you're losing T. And it's like, no, that's just aging. That's just your body getting older. Like, yes, that is happening as well. I won't deny that, but correlation does not equal causation. So a lot of people I feel like are getting treatments they don't necessarily need. Yeah, and, and people pretty consistently are using low T as like an in, like an affected insult. Lauren Boebert, famous Beetlejuice handjob giver, said that the men in Barbie were low T males, which like I want to make my stance clear. I don't think outside of like uh, being in a sport that's drug tested for the purposes of validity, I don't think being on steroids is bad. I think people should have total free reign over their endocrine system. Yeah. Like, also, I really, I really think you should. But even I, people who are on huge doses of steroids have to balance how much estrogen right. they have. You don't just try to get as much testosterone as you possibly can. That's right. not how it works. I just, I just want to add real quick that if the the men of the Barbie uh, movie are what low T looks like, sign me up. Their bods were rocking. Oh yeah. If Ryan Gosling is low T, play on. Yeah, wait. If if Ryan Gosling is low T, am I no T? Like, am I? <laughs> he he's he's a very attractive man, and I'm saying that as a man, like that is aspiration goals, right? Like, so what am I? The the complete yeah, opposite. I, of I that? mean, if Ryan Gosling is low T, I'm negative T. I must be a woman because these <laughs> are the lines we've drawn, and that's what's fucked up. Is is that the the spectrum of gender can't exist in this culture war? Like even the studies done, and I know it was done for scientific purposes, and we're using working definitions. But even the studies by that that person you said done, they broke it up into men and women. And in my head, I'm like, what about non-binary? Like how, how are they, how are they trending in this, this current age? Yeah. It would be fascinating to know. I have to imagine that anyone who has a, uh, non-binary gender identity can't be becoming conservative because I, like cons- yeah. conservatism modern american conservatism is entirely uh reactionary identity politics drawn across the most like baby-brained low iq lines yeah like if we we've i think successfully gotten to a point where the modern conservative project and God bless the people who were like pretty smart and working on the conservative project. They got so far and then they realized, Oh, uh, we can just revert to being children and boys are good and girls are bad. Right. It's sad. I will say it is sad. Yeah. Um, Everything is, is we don't even want to get into the Wrangler star of it all. Right. Uh, but man, I feel like with that context, I feel like feel free to jump in and sort of analyze some of these goings ons in that lens, uh, because this is a, this is a very interesting intersection of that current culture battle that's happening because on I one, I think it's actually the arch example. It yeah, is yeah. It's fascinating that this is happening right now. And, and just to give like a small preview, it's like the very quote-unquote feminine world of Taylor Swift is intersecting with the very quote-unquote masculine world of football in a very 
unprecedented way. And we are now, I, maybe the effects of what's spilling out of that is a direct result of these trends that people are, and I'm not going to sugarcoat it, preying on. Mm-hmm. Mm. But let's start at the beginning. How did we get to Trump allies declare a holy war against Taylor Swift? And to answer that question, we need to go back to Super Bowl 57. Actually, 47. No, 47. The X is before the L, so that means it's a 40. And then the V and the 2I, 47. I've been saying the wrong shit out loud. All right. They haven't made that many Final Fantasies, so I don't know what it means. Right. Uh, So last February, February of 2023, we saw... A, the Battle of the Brothers. Travis Kelsey and the Kansas City Chiefs faced off against Jason Kelsey and the Philadelphia Eagles. Uh, this put a national spotlight on the brothers Kelsey. Uh, and they capitalized on that national spotlight by launching a football podcast during the offseason. And as a side effect, uh, we all learned about Mama Kelsey. She became a minor celebrity during the game. Uh f- Fast forward to July of 2023, uh, Travis Kelsey mentions he has started hanging out with Taylor Swift after mentioning it on his podcast. So this is the first hint. This is this is your forecast. Taylor Swift is approaching the NFL from the Northeast. Um, uh-huh. That September, September of 2023. I do feel like, and this is just me remembering how this happened. Mm-hmm. The... It happened the Travis, the, the, uh, to me, the Travis Kelsey announcing he's hanging out with Taylor Swift thing to the most insane possible reaction. Yeah. It was not like, gra- it happened immediately in, yes. in my memory. Uh, to my memory, I don't remember him. An- I don't remember the announcement of him announcing. I remember her showing up at a Chiefs game. Uh, but I'm going in chronological order, and it's really weird, the order of things. Because in July, he mentions he started hanging out with her. She didn't attend a Chiefs game until September. And before she announced, before she was at the Chiefs game, uh, this, this so you'll notice in this timeline, I've got events in bold and then events not in bold. Uh, the events in bold are all the Things that hit the media at large. These are all like your big zeitgeist ripple affecting news. The things not in bold are the things that were happening at the same time that weren't getting quite as much attention. Mm-hmm. Um, so July, Travis Kelsey mentions he has started hanging out with Taylor Swift after mentioning it on his podcast. And then quietly in September, a Christian commentator by the name of Morgan Ariel says, I think these people referring to Taylor Swift and Travis Kelsey should be publicly prosecuted and hung. This is in September. Nothing has happened yet. And uh, from, so this is on the Stu Peters show. I see from the document, Stu Peters without even a Google is a far alt right personality and white nationalist. Right. Uh, So not, 
not the broadest of circles. So this this barely yeah. made a ripple in the effects. And certainly we weren't paying as attention much attention when this happened uh as to everything else. But uh the full context is this is this is an anti-COVID, anti-vaccine bent. Uh Ariel Morgan continued to say, I think we need justice in this country. I think that the celebrities that are pushing the vaccine should be tried. And they don't have any conviction because their God is Satan and they value money instead of human life. Mm. Peters. I mean, <laughs> yes, please. Peters agreed by saying that Kelsey and Swift are responsible for murder and selling their souls and knowingly killing children by peddling COVID related vaccines. Uh, and then this is a very interesting point, And this comes up time and time again, but Peters then pivoted to say that the the peddling of vaccines is a strong point in favor for the rumors that Taylor Swift is actually a lesbian or even asexual because with a history like that and all these death death jabs, it's pretty clear Kelsey has no dick. Mm, cool. Very Christian thing to say. Mm-hmm. Um, and then this is also a theme that pops up, but Morgan Ariel said that Swift dating a popular football player may convince others to go out and get the vaccine. So I, I think maybe I'm not sure that's in the document. I think it's in chronological or we do need to jump back a little bit okay. to the point at which conservatives start to turn against Taylor Swift, which again, is again, she has not yet been at a chiefs game as as of yeah. the recording of that Stu Peter show episode. But there was a there was a conservative backlash against Taylor Swift prior to this, maybe years prior, because Swift is Provax. Right. Uh and and has encouraged her the a fascinating thing to me about all of this is that Taylor Swift is like pretty apolitical. Um right. and, and play plays the plays the game pretty well, but she has had multiple voting initiatives for her fans who, of course, since they are younger and female, uh, tend to be, as the chart showed, more liberal uh, and encourages people to vote. And conservatives conflate the getting liberals to vote and the liking vaccines with being an enemy. What? So, yes, Absolutely. But then just to extrapolate a little further, they've said they, sorry, conservative pundits and even Congress people have said out loud before um, that when people vote, we lose. So getting I mean, yeah, people to vote, getting is, anyone to vote, getting anyone to vote is seen as an attack on their, their, their party. Uh, yeah. Extrapolating the data from the study that you, you, you're referencing. Yes. Uh, if, if the odds are playing out as they should, yeah, a lot of the women that are registering to vote from Taylor Swift's directive would skew more liberally. Mm-hmm. Um, so that is also an attack. But in this small snippet, 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 in this small snippet that has that literally is happening before anything has actually happened between Kelsey and Swift, as as far as the public is aware. We can see sort of the basic breakdown of how they diffuse this threat. Um, They highlight that Swift has a lot of 
persuasive power, and that highlights her as a threat. They attack her sexuality, and they ins- insinuate that Kelsey, in some way or another, is not a man. Yeah, we're gonna, and we're gonna- they, they insinuate that Kelsey, in Ghostbuster style, has no dick. Yeah. I don't really highlight this in the rest of the timeline, but just know that those three things are happening in the background of everything that, that comes out next. Uh wait, hold on. The right um the right stoops to ad hominem psychosexual attacks at every possible turn? Yeah, they do. Interesting. Interesting. It's very interesting. At some point, Travis Kelsey, uh, he'll be known as Mr. Pfizer because he he uh got an endorsement deal or I don't know how he ended up in a commercial for like vaccines for, for Pfizer. Um, that's just a funny tidbit because it, I don't know. It reduces somebody to the one, one thing they did one time, which is like such a, an ad hominem thing. Uh, it's not in this timeline because I I'm trying to keep this unbiased. No, totally fair. All right. So then we finally get after this radio interview, we finally get Taylor Swift attending the, her first Chiefs game. The NFL features her heavily throughout the broadcast. And the, I put this as kind of some editorialization, but I think it's because she's just coming off the record-setting set, eras tour, and the NFL can use any bump to the ratings they can get. And as proof of that, I submit that the sales of Travis Kelsey's jer- jersey jumped nearly 400% after Taylor's first outing. I mean, there's two facts here that are objective, right? Like the er- the Eras Tour totally subsumed popular culture while it was happening. The Lavender Haze, Lemonade, etc. Yeah. I have like thir- 13 friends who went to an Eras Tour show. And the second objective fact is uh, the NFL is above all else a money-making organization and would be remiss to not feature Taylor Swift heavily uh, at every possible opportunity. Yes. Uh, they're at, at its core. It's a ratings hound. It, it is hungry for ratings. They always, and I, I want to stress this, they always highlight high celebrity guest at uh, events. Usually it's in passing, but if this was like, if Beyonce went to a game, I feel like they would do the same thing. Taylor yeah, Swift. they're like, oh, Jay-Z is in the crowd. Right. Let's, let's take a shot of Jay-Z because yeah. then people watch more because they know Jay-Z went to a game. They want to see Jay-Z. Right. And Taylor Swift is the biggest performer in the world right now. Um, so, yeah, they're going to highlight her if she shows up. Mm-hmm. Um, silently in the background in October, we see the first instance of QAnon members joking about the cult of Taylor Swift. The term TS Ultra is branding about. Um, also around this time, the Eras Tour movie came out. And this is sort of unrelated, but I wanted to include it. But a uh, notable contrarian critic, Armin White, uh, he compared the Eras Tour movie to Nazi propaganda. For seemingly no reason. He's not a political pundit or anything like that. Armin White is just the master of bad takes. It's like his brand. Mm. Um, so he, he was quoted as saying that, oh no, this isn't his quote. Yes, it is. (laughs) 
Um, but this is a. This, I think. Wait, hold on. I, I'm, I'm gonna. Sk- I'm gonna skip to his quote. Uh, he der- he compares Sam Wrench to Lenny, and I can't say this name. Reifenstahl. Nailed it. Oh, uh, who was apparently a director of several Nazi propaganda films, and uh, Armand White said, "I and he." I'm, I'm quoting now. Wrench is no Lenny Reichen- Reifenstahl able to turn the event into an impressive aesthetic spectacle. Hmm. I mean, this guy maybe is just a troll. I don't, I, I don't know anything about Armin White. He is a professional troll. Um, I, that, that is my editorialization. He is just, if a movie other people think is bad, he gives it a good review. If a movie is, everyone says it's bad. He, Wait, no, I just said that. If a movie is bad, he... No, I said that. If a movie is good, he gives it a bad review. And this is just how it happens to lay out. I, I, it's not like it's modus operandi. It's just... He's a contrarian critic. I think we're starting to see the curve form, though, right? Because in, initially, the outcry against Taylor Swift, Travis Kelsey, was happening on far, far out... Alt-right, yes. white nationalist podcasts. Right. And now it's starting to move into the... Mainstream. Uh, less so the mainstream, but like a professional troll and QAnon. Kind of the same mentality. But like you'll remember we talked about on this podcast about a, a viral QAnon message board post about someone at Margaritaville being upset that like someone started covering Taylor Swift songs and people got up and danced to it. And they started talking about how Taylor yeah. Swift has like brainwashed her fans. <laughs> right. So the far, far fringe, right white nationalist at first, now the slightly more acceptable and egalitarian QAnon, but still fringe. And then the, the culture critic of the national review, like mainstream yeah. media is now seemingly for maybe no reason, but still notable comparing in a way, not comparing the director of Taylor Swift's movie to the director of Nazi propaganda films. Yeah. And I will say the, the national review is like a right wing think tank mag. So it's at the very least, like it has penetrated the upper echelons of right wing media it's trickling down as reagan yeah. promised uh we f- we jump to oh my god what was that sentence <laughs> it's trickling down as reagan promised yeah the one case that trickle down economics is working is this theory is now trickling into more and more of the of, of the widespread available to consume media yeah, it started with real cranks, and now just regular cranks believe it. Yeah. Uh, we jump to November, where it is finally confirmed that Taylor Swift and Travis Kelsey are dating, and Taylor Swift starts regularly, or she has been regularly attending Chiefs games, and much to the chagrin of football fans, she is a regular feature of the Chief Games NFL broadcast. It seems like they cut to her too much, according to uh, at least her boyfriend, Travis Kelsey, uh, Patrick Mahomes was not fussed by it. Uh, but a lot of fans were speaking out against it. Um, I don't know. It's a cultural force. Taylor Swift even 
changed some lyrics in one of her songs during a concert to say that karma pl- it plays for the can for the chiefs. I don't know. I don't know the exact, I'm not a Swifty. I don't know the exact words, but she changed the songs to reference him. So it's like, it's a big deal, right? Mm-hmm. Agreed. Uh, things stay relatively quiet into the new year, but early this year in January, the New York times published a 5,000 word op-ed piece penned by New York times editor, Anna Marks entitled what we made Taylor Swift do that listed references to the LGBTQ plus community over or overt or perceived in Swift's music and theorized that the singer was sending coded messages that she was secretly a member of the community. Okay. I mean, uh, I would, I would maybe make the argument that that New York times piece might be on the nose because from what I understand about Taylor Swift, uh, I, I think that it's profitable for Taylor Swift to ride the line between like, oh, is she an ally or is she a member of yeah. this? Uh, so I, I, I feel like maybe that piece is spot on. But I think the perception of that piece and the reaction to that piece is totally off base. Uh, my take is it's none of our fucking business. <laughs> That is totally fair. I just included it because it was a high profile thing happening around this time. And then um, this is where we start seeing where we ended up early in January. Fox news. uh, His name. There we go, buddy. There we go. There Uh, we go. Critical mass. There we go. There we go. Uh, the, the reporter pundit's name is uh, Jesse waters waters. I don't know. I say his name. I don't know this guy. Uh, But he ran a news story or a piece or a report uh, that theorized that Taylor Swift is actually a psyop agent working for the Pentagon. Pentagon. Mm. Mm. Um, (laughs) He shows a clip of a woman speaking at the International Conference on Cyber Conflict saying that it was proposed. This is what the clip says. It was proposed that maybe we could the government could take a pop singer and use them as a social asset for political means. That clip Uh was edited and taken out of context. Uh Uh-huh. So, Um, so someone in a presentation was theorizing about something that might be possible in like a medium term future. uh, They were talking about, false narratives used to spread misinformation. Um, The idea that they were actually addressing with social network analysts to bolster the identification of false narratives used during information. This is what we were talking about two weeks ago with Taylor Swift pushing Medicare fraud. Yes. Uh, So basically the, 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 the woman in the clip, her name is Alicia Marie Barger, who was basically saying an example of a false narrative found on social media and how you can do social network analysis to try to help bolster the identification of false narratives. It was a false narrative. She was citing an example of yeah, taken out of context. And Jesse Walters conclusion was, yeah, that's real. 
Pentagon PSYOP unit pitch NATO on turning Taylor Swift into an asset. Amazing. And this is where we get to the real fear. He added that he was worried about Swift being an asset because Swift endorsed President Joe Biden and encouraged her fans to vote in elections. And this is real. Mm. Sorry. Taylor Swift did endorse President Joe Biden in the 2020 election, and she did encourage her fans to vote. That's the part that's real. Everything else he said was bending of the truth. It might actually be labeled as a false narrative, if you will. Uh, The context was left out of the stories that he reported, thus leaving the conclusion that Taylor Swift is a PSYOP agent as a foregone conclusion in the minds of his viewership. It's almost like Jesse Waters is in fact doing the thing that he is afraid of in this story, which is using a pop singer (laughs) to promote a false narrative to an audience. It's exactly that. And this, this I, so like we said, we've, we've been tracing sort of the fringe story through these these fringe communities but then it hit fox news it hits critical Mm -hmm. mass this happens before the weekend of the afc and the nfc championships the the two games that determines who's going to be in the super bowl uh so now we get into the nitty-gritty january 28th 2024 the kansas city chiefs beat the baltimore ravens 17 to 10 and the afc championship they're going to the Super Bowl, and no doubt, in my mind, Taylor will be attending. Absolutely. And we start seeing these headlines, these narratives that right-wingers start purporting that the Super Bowl in this entire NFL, NFL season has been rigged to ensure that the Chiefs go to the Super Bowl so that Taylor can garner support for Joe Biden in the 2024 presidential election. This is the big crux point. Uh, and I've got tons of examples, too many to go through. I, I listed a few of my favorites, but the important thing for you to know about everything that this argument is is built on that the season was rigged i need you my dear fans to know i know you don't watch football i barely watch football i need you to know how funny it is because the kansas city chiefs have been to three of the last four super bowls they won it last year yeah they're a great team they're a great team they don't need rigging they they just don't they taylor was not in the picture for any of those last super bowls Hell, I started my timeline with the last Super Bowl because that's when the nation learned about Travis Kelsey. We did not know who he was before that Super Bowl. I guarantee you did not know the tight end of the Kansas City Chiefs unless you were a fan or played fantasy football. You didn't know him. I'm sorry you didn't. So there's no way this season was rigged because if it was rigged, they started rigging it five, six years ago. (laughs) <laughs> to yeah. make the Kansas City they, Chiefs a contender. They started rigging it five years ago by having one team be really good and have a very good coach. Yeah. Um, so I've got a small detour here. 
I will say to jump back to the yeah. item on explicit AI generated images of Taylor Swift being That's circulated the on X. That's the detour. Yeah. It is uh, that it's fascinating to me because slowly, especially on X, it is emerging that AI is rapidly being used as a tool by the vindictive and mentally dim on the right. Uh, and it is pretty excessive. I've collected some really horrible takes from people on X about, and I call it X when it's bad. <laughs> yeah. well, but some pretty heinous some... takes on X about Taylor Swift. Let's just get like, just to give some context, the weekend of this championship game, uh, explicit AI generated images of Taylor Swift were circulated around X. Um, uh, depicting her in the stands of chiefs fans doing lewd acts and various amounts of lewd dress. And it became such a problem that X actually disabled Taylor Swift as a search term on their site until they could remove all of the images. Um, that's the context. Yeah. And there, I, I think X has been a real hotbed for people to, uh, really stew and get upset about this thing. And I think it's, I, I think X is just where conservatives like really start to figure out which issues they want to make a big deal out of. And X has definitively decided that this is the next one that all these idiots want to froth at the mouth over. Yeah. Um, some side effects of this is maybe we actually get some legislation about AI tools uh, because this is definitely a violation on a level we haven't, I mean, photoshopping famous people's heads on naked bodies has been a thing since Photoshop existed, but generating these, these models generating things, I don't know. It, it's, there needs to be some sort of legislation to curve use. Otherwise we're going to see situations of people getting deep faked and then like reported to their place of work that they did this. And how do you prove that you didn't? I mean, yes. Photoshopping people's faces onto things has always been a thing, but it's always been something someone can sue you for. Right. Like that is it's well. never been cool. We've never had, the freedom to do that. It's just right. now it's easier than ever. So we need legislation to match. Yeah. Before it was a matter of skill. <laughs> you had to know Photoshop. Now yeah. it's a matter of writing a prompt. It's mm -hmm. much more accessible and much more damaging. Um, that's just a little footnote in here. Uh, but now, I mean, we just get into the full-blown crazy. It hit Fox News. The Chiefs are going to the championship. They're going to the big game. I hope I never said the words, but I probably did. Um, This is my favorite take. I put it at the top. I don't know who this person is, and I don't care to know. But a an ex-user wrote the following tweet that I will read verbatim. Dear San Francisco 49ers, I know we've all been roasting your city for years, but I am offering a two-week truce. No more jokes about poop on the streets and open-air drug markets. No calling out the record levels of homelessness that magically disappeared for three days to welcome a communist dictator. None of that. For two weeks, 99% of America will be 49ers fans. 
but in return, you must defeat the Chiefs. If you don't, Mr. Pfizer and his girlfriend are going to tour the country as, quote, world champions, helping elect Joe Biden. World War III will likely follow in a second Biden term, and millions will die. The fate of the free world rests upon your shoulders. No pressure. Man, there is so much in that. There's so much going on in that take. I mean, it's um, beyond stupid. Like it's it's like gal- it's galactic levels of stupid yeah. for a million different reasons. How do you, how do you how do you even unpack any of that without just? Yeah. I write it off wholesale. It's it's lunatic speak. Yeah, it is. Um, it's it's so fringe and insane that I can't even like. Uh, I I can't even interface with it. I I, I truly can't. Good thing. because it gets it gets worse. I mean, obviously, yeah. it starts with the um, rotten and evil-hearted attacks against the unhoused for mm-hmm. no reason, uh, and then it just gets crazier and crazier. And this person is essentially bartering their personal ethics yeah. against a, a pop star and a football player. Yeah, <laughs> it's it's it, and then World War Three will happen and of course millions will die under joe biden it's just truly incredible it's it's amazing you know i like it at a no point world war three will likely in a sec will likely follow in a second joe biden term and millions will die that has nothing to that has nothing to do with biden that's just i mean yeah that's a geopolitical climate and a fact if world war three happened millions would die if yeah. it happened under Biden, I mean, if it happened under Trump, millions would still die. <laughs> like, yeah, but here's the thing. It will likely follow. Oh, it, it'll likely follow. But whereas if Trump got elected, World War Three would definitely not follow. I guess that's the implication, but it is not written that way. Well, what's what the thing is, people will realize how evil the Pfizer jab is, and then yeah. they'll Pearl Harbor us, and then World mm. War Three will begin and millions will die. I mean, the good thing about this one, it's so out there. It's so crazy. Good thing it's the only, oh, it's not the only one. Oh, okay. There's more. Mm. There's so more. <laughs> uh-huh. Uh, so we got one from a failed GOP candidate whose name is Jack Lombardi II. I don't know who this person is. Uh, but he took to X writing, never been more convinced that the big game is rigged. With all the unneeded and unwanted Taylor coverage at the games, Casey's journey to the big game, totally scripted. Casey wins. And then later they announce their support for Biden. Coincidental? No. Bought and paid for a couple. Shaking my head. Mm, or so much hate, depending on how fast you, how far you go back in the internet. Once again, Kansas City Chiefs, very good team. That, very good team for years. Yeah, easily defeated. They didn't need any rigging. They are a very good team. They have Patrick Mahomes, yeah. one of the best quarterbacks currently playing. They got Travis Kelsey, one of the best tight ends currently playing. I can't name another player on the team. That's on me, not on them. <laughs> it's uh, the the conspiratorial thinking is really beyond the pale. Yeah. Um. My the my next example as my favorite uh, clarification in it. Uh, But this comes from a podcast host by the name of Mike Crispy. 
Great name. Great name. Great name. Great name. name. Uh, He says, quote, the NFL is totally rigged for the Kansas City Chiefs. Taylor Swift, Mr. Pfizer, open parentheses, Travis Kelsey. (laughs) In case you were confused. In case you were confused about who Mr. Pfizer is. All to spread Democrat propaganda. Mm. I love that clarification. Like... If you're following Mike Crispy, I feel like you know who he means when he says Mr. Pfizer. <laughs> He's like, Mr. Pfizer. And for the people who aren't in on it. Yeah. Let me tell you, Mike Crispy, whoever is engaging with that tweet knows who Mr. Pfizer is. Absolutely. And then I'm uh, a, I'm a really I'm a really big fan of this one. And do you mind if I read oh, it? Please, absolutely, yes. Get into it. A Republican Georgia politician Candace Taylor wrote that she, quote, tried to warn y'all back in October that the influence of Taylor Swift on our youth with witchcraft was demonic, evil, and Luciferian. My favorite religion. (laughs) Of course, the religion of Lucifer. Luciferian. Also some pretty good, um, I was going to say music, but that, that doesn't make any sense. I love to go to the local the local Luciferian church. They have really good food. Yeah. Uh, so what Miss Candace Taylor is talking about is she did indeed try to warn us in October. I didn't include this in the timeline at the time because I thought a reveal was better. Um, <laughs> in October, she went to X tweeting way too many fucking words. Um, I guess I'll read them all. I guess I have no choice. Uh, but Candace Taylor... Uh, who is a Georgian politician, uh, wrote, Did you really just praise your fans for making videos with your music and, quote, casting spells at Taylor Swift? What is wrong with you? I was a fan Mm -hmm. from day one and loved how much you grew in your singing ability. I love that you write your own music. My daughter has grown up dancing with me to your songs, singing to the top of our lungs and attending your concerts. I have heard from others that attended this last tour that you had some satanic nods in your show. I didn't want to believe it. Mm. After all, I know you've claimed to love Jesus. I know you claim to be a Christian. Now you've not only drifted and backslid, you're celebrating witchcraft. You're influencing innocent minds to be enticed with a dark side of spirituality. The mm. word of God that you once confessed is clear. It is better to tie a milestone around your neck than to let one of the children fall. I am so beyond disappointed. I am literally SMH. Shaking my head. <laughs> literally. Hold on. Uh, it, was that a misspeak on your part or a misspell? Did she write milestone in a, instead of millstone? She wrote millstone. I no, mispronounced that. I mispronounced that. It would be very funny if it was milestone. Wait, how do you spell millstone? M I L L S T O N E. It's a typo. She got milestone. She, it's milestone. Hell yeah. Let me tell you, based on everything that I'm reading that this person has said, this lady seems like a stone cold idiot. Uh, I'll pick it up from I am literally SMH 
Because she is not done. Oh, I am literally SMH. <laughs> I'm literally SMH. I pray that you repent. I pray that something pricks your heart. You have been gifted a huge platform. It didn't just happen. God breathed on this. He could remove his hand and leave you to the witchcraft in your own devices. Let's see how much Lucifer cares about you or your career. I promise he doesn't. Miles Millstone autocorrect. <laughs> amazing um real quick though how come no one who is of this belief system is like god did this thing for a reason like god is always out to like fix shit like god has like rounding errors and stuff and maybe my argument is maybe taylor has a big platform for a reason because your god works in in mysterious ways and gives people the gifts they need yeah and his children the gifts they need no, no, no. God's not going to come around and correct things, you <laughs> moron. If you believe in a Christian interventionist God, he has all of this figured out and makes no mistakes. Right, right, right. If he's all powerful and all good, why would he give Taylor Swift a slift? Why would he give Taylor Swift a platform to promote Satanism? Are you yeah. suggesting that he erred in his ways? Are you are you suggesting that your classically infallible god actually needs to go back and correct a typo of giving yeah. Taylor Swift? Do you think Taylor Swift fucking outsmarted God on this one, you idiot? <laughs> um, it seems like we're attacking her, but I do have some supporting evidence that she is indeed a complete idiot uh, because her slogan during her gubernational campaign was. Jesus guns babies with no commas. <laughs> Very good. Jesus just guns those babies right down. <laughs> Jesus guns babies. Jesus guns babies. Jesus guns babies. So all of these people tweeted out all of these things on January 29th, which led to January 30th, where Trump allies declare a holy war. Holy war. That's there's my typo. Trump allies declare a holy war against Taylor Swift. Uh, Nothing has been publicly said by Trump, but it seems as though he puts himself in a popularity contest with the young pop star. And, uh, what? (laughs) I mean, that's a contest you're going to lose every time, my guy. Yeah. Um, I, I just have a lot of evidence in here that uh people are are piling on uh against taylor at the behest of like trump allies and none of it is good all of it is in bad faith i don't want to read it all um the washington post uh that is the possessive washington posts it's hard to say uh philip bump he wrote a really good takedown of all of this bad faith arguments I highly recommend you take you, you you check out his his article. Um, the article has the name, uh, the title, the uncomplicated dump. Oh, sorry, I can't speak right now. <laughs> the uncomplicated <laughs> dump. Yeah, no. Um, the article in the Washington Post by Philip Bump is called "The Uncomplicated Dumb Engine Driving Political False Claims About Taylor Swift." It is a is a very in depth detailing of everything i just went through i really wish i found this source first but i didn't i found it almost last 
Uh, but it, yeah, it kind of just takes down everything that uh, we've been talking about in very succinct, very well-written points. I, I, I won't read any here because uh, I don't, I, I, I'm not doing it any service. Just go read the article. It's really good. Um, mm-hmm. But it just, it, it just leads us to the today where the evidence is clear of what's going to happen. And you'll see in my timeline, I have a future date of February mm-hmm. 11th, 2024, because it's a foregone conclusion. What's going to happen. If everything these people are saying is true, this will come as no surprise. Um, Travis Kelsey and Taylor Swift and the Kansas city chiefs will take on the San Francisco 49ers and, and super bowl 48. They will win. Uh, Taylor will be given a mic during the, the commotion of the celebration. She will immediately endorse Joe Biden for president. He will be declared the winner de facto with no election necessary. And then he will immediately declare world war three and personally kill millions. All is lost. And you'll see, I attached a factual picture of Taylor Swift and C CIA training. Yeah. Taylor Swift ready to personally help kill millions of people. Yeah. And this, it is a bit I, of I a appreciate joke. the personal touch with the with the image at the end. It, it's a bit of a joke because none of that will happen, but it's a bit of a joke. But that that image, I do have to clarify, John, is being circulated on X <laughs> as factual <laughs> evidence. Of course it is. Of all I, of the claims I just made. So I I know that like the the background for this is the war on femininity. Yes. Uh and Taylor Swift's presence in the big game and in the NFL generally is the presence of femininity and something that used to be uh, one of, I think one of the last perceived bastions of masculinity in the United States. So of course this is happening. I just have to say I'm, I was initially afraid because when we first started covering this on the podcast, I was afraid that a lot of people would jump the gun and start writing articles about how, uh, the right wing is attacking the most popular TV show in the United States and the most popular entertainer in the United States and aligning themselves strongly against them in an election year. And that could potentially lead to a positive outcome for the human race in 2024. Um, and at this point, I don't know that conservatives can outangle themselves on this one. Because uh, I feel like when it was still entirely in the realm of the fringe, you could maybe make the argument that they could stop it. But it, it seems like this narrative is now like fully embraced by the base and is going to make for a pretty interesting election. <laughs> yeah, what do you do? Like, what is the call to action to that conclusion that you are now pushing with all force? You're, you're claiming that the NFL season was rigged to give Taylor a platform to endorse Joe Biden, a platform that in reality she does not need because she's the biggest pop star in the world. Uh, like, what do you want your base to do? Be aware of it? Uh, sure, they're now aware of it, so they won't fall for it, but aren't we trying to dissuade 
the people in between, like the people who actually make the decision of who will be in power, the, the swing state voters? Are we trying to convince them it's all a conspiracy, so you should vote against it? That's not in any of the messaging. I'm, I'm very confused about raising this conspiracy theory. What is the hope to achieve other than it's hopeless? I mean, I, I think from like a real politics standpoint, there's not a lot of reason to do this because you're not like, because the people who are going to be whipped up by this, were going to vote for Trump anyway. Like, right. You're not mobilizing a force by aligning against these two things. I just hope against hope that Taylor Swift is able to like, because I don't think there's ever been any time clearly that Taylor Swift has been more politically powerful. I really hope that she is able to like use this momentum and declare wholeheartedly like who she endorses and what her intentions are going forward. Because what we, what we have right now is a democratic base that has been eating shit for the last four years because we elected a dude who did fucking nothing uh, or did very little. And we did not- very, very little publicly. He's done. I don't want to get into it because I don't know. You can't put a gun to my head and I'll be dead. I, I, I don't know what he's done, but he, apparently he's he, purportedly he's done a lot. But like, I, I think we have a democratic base that like just isn't whipped up at all and probably wouldn't even go vote because there hasn't been a lot done directly for people across the more progressive things that I think the base would have liked to see done. And I think the right wing, obviously when you have an incumbent of the opposite political persuasion, that base is going to be whipped up anyway, because they want that guy out of there. Right. Uh, And the, the only time you lose after one term is if the, base for the incumbent is just totally disenfranchised. And if this whips us up and if Taylor Swift is like, I endorse Joe Biden and it gets people to the polls, it could actually get pretty fucking interesting. Yeah. I mean, so that's become one of the pundits I've been making fun of this entire time, but I historically, I'm just going to objectively cite the historic context, which is funny to say, cause it was just happened four years ago. But Taylor Swift did, in fact, endorse Joe Biden in the 2020 election. That's not to say she will ever endorse anyone ever again. It's not part of her job to endorse people. It, it's, it, she, she might just want to be like, well, fuck, I'm above all this. I'm now a billionaire. I don't care anymore. I just like my, my Kansas City chief, my, my tight end and boy, is it tight. I don't know. I almost wonder if an endorsement is even necessary at this point. Like if the right manages to whip itself up enough to make this messaging so overbearing that it will, that it will push fans of Taylor Swift and of, I guess the NFL in the opposite direction uh, from this like poisonous rhetoric. Like, I, I wonder if it's even necessary if the right continues on this path of like this, this venal war on femininity and on NFL and Taylor, the NFL and Taylor right. Swift. If, that, if like anything even needs to be said, that's kind of the point I'm, I'm trying to make. Like the, I'm trying, 
to understand the mental gymnastics of like, why are they pushing this narrative? Because to me, it seems like the only outcome is like, well, damn, they've got everything. They got the NFL. They, the, this is all going to happen. Like, there's no reason for me to do anything because every th- all of my institutions have now crumbled. NFL is the last bastion. It's gone. Taylor Swift conquered it. I, yeah, I'm, I would almost wonder if it would push them into a kind of malaise. If like right. one of their last bastions of masculinity has fallen. Like, I wonder if that's going to suppress their base. I don't know. I, I think it's easy to say that, but I also don't have the mindset of these people. Like, I don't know if this whips me into a frenzy and says like, Oh, I got to get out there. I, I, I gotta, I gotta protest. I gotta, I gotta get, you know, I gotta whip up support. I gotta drive buses of people personally to the, to the, the voting booth. Like, I gotta do everything I can to get Trump elected. So he has, uh, so he arrests Taylor Swift and hangs her in right. public for, court for, 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 for the crime of being a woman. Cause that's the only thing I can, there's, she hasn't actually done anything wrong. Yeah. I mean, there is no greater crime than being a woman. You said it. So you got to live with that now. There's no greater crime. There's no, yeah. Listen. I, I don't know the conclusion. I don't know what, what is the call to action? Like in marketing always leave, leave of a call to action. And none of the research I did, did it cover like, what should you take away from this? What, what, if Taylor Swift is a psyop agent of the of the Pentagon or whatever, if that is true, what am I to do? Yeah. As as an average middle American, am I supposed to take out Taylor Swift? Is that what you want me to do, Jesse? Am Waters? I supposed to? Am I supposed to storm the Capitol? I tried that once already. It didn't work. Yeah, <laughs> we've tried. Well, no, we've tried nothing and we're all out of ideas. <laughs> like you're you're trying to whip up the 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 people who feel ironically disenfranchised by their country, even though they're the loudest fucking people in it. Maybe the people who in a just world would be rightly disenfranchised right. uh for for their attempts to um circumvent the society in which they live, I, I, listen, going into this at the start of the year, you know, three weeks ago, I was pretty grim about the prospects for 2024, but it might be, might be pretty interesting. I mean, I'm not going to be super happy no matter what happens, but maybe something interesting is going to happen. I just, it, to pull the curtain back just a tad, We've joked, and I think we're seriously going to do something in the future. Uh, a, a, a reoccurring segment on this show that's gonna, that promises to be very entertaining. I just didn't think we were going to get fucking started in January. <laughs> yeah, I didn't think it would be heating up as early as it was. Yeah, we were joking about maybe, you know, as we get closer to the election, but it seems as though the horses are out of the gate. The fucking race is on the players have been identified. It's Taylor Swift in the lead by a mile. Here comes Travis Kelsey right behind her. There's Donald Trump losing 60, 83 million. Sorry, 83 million. Oh, he's, he's falling even further behind. There's Joe Biden. And, 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 and we're on the first lap. Like it, it's too early to, to be whipping up this kind of excitement. 
Yeah, the horses are on the horizon. Yeah, they're coming for us all. The it's up to are you. It's up to you. All. Get out there. Stop the horses. Stop. And you heard to stop the presses. Stop the horses. And unfortunately, Henry, we did Boy. not get to talk about the YouTuber yeah. who paid five hundred, who paid fifty thousand dollars to have a cartoon sleep with him. Uh, I just but, sorry. Legal is on the horn. I need to clarify by stop the horses. I mean, literally, try to go out and stop random horses. Do not try to stop any of the people we named in this episode. There is no call for political assassination here. That's right, folks. It was all a metaphor. Metaphor. Hold on. Wait. Uh, hold. Sorry. I have horse legal on the phone. Okay. Uh, yeah, yeah. Okay. Nay, nay. Okay, so you're not supposed to stop just like random horses either. Okay, so please, uh, I guess our real call to action is keep listening to this podcast. Oh, sorry. Getting legal. Can't tell them to do anything. All right. Uh, our, uh, live your best life. Do whatever you want to do. As long as it's not violent to others. That is the call to action here. Be excellent to each other. I'm plagiarizing that from a movie. I don't even know what movie. Hold on. Wait, I have legal. Oh, wait, I've been told what movie that's from and you can't do that. Okay. Be kind. Yeah, phone's not ringing. I think that one's fine. All right, cool. We did it. Hold on. I've got legal. Hold on. You have to clarify when you say be kind, if you mean be kind or be kind bars. Okay, hold on. Let me rephrase it. B. <laughs> hold on. I have B movie on the phone. God damn it, <laughs> Jerry. J- Jerry says you can't. Uh, hold on. Wait. I'm, I got to call him back. Yellow hole for Jerry. So we can't use B. Not even B. Okay. See you tonight. Love you. Uh, yeah, we can use B E. As long yeah. as we make it clear that's not B-E-E. All right. B-E. Uh, no, no, nothing's ringing. I yeah, seems like it. we're in the clear. All right. Just B-E, everybody. Just B-E. That's the only call to action. I'm just trying to highlight what's going on. Where are we in the zeitgeist? Turns out we're in the crazy part where a pop singer has more control over our political lives than the politicians that we elect. I mean, I wouldn't have it any other way, baby. This is the cyberpunk future I wanted. Yeah. And apologies to that YouTuber. Uh, We ran out of time. You've been bumped. (laughs) We'll get you on the next one. Apologies for not being able to talk about how it appears as though you spent $50,000 to have the main character from has been hotel sleep with you. Uh, and then maybe went bankrupt. There's a lot going on in this story. Apparently, there's a lot of has-been hotel stuff. And it's, I haven't watched it, and I'm not going to watch it. Well, it's funny, because it just got like picked up by Amazon Prime, but apparently it's been on YouTube for like a, a long time as like a pilot. Yeah, apparently this uh, animator Vivian Madrano was making. Yeah, a, man, I don't know. A washed-up YouTuber maybe paid fifty k, uh, but yeah, maybe I'll, we'll talk yeah. about it next time. Who knows? All I know is I lied in the Discord. Really, my my TikTok feed has just been has been hotel for the past week, and I am very confused. The music seems good. 
Um, yeah, I uh, most of my TikTok is videos, amazingly, from far right wing ex YouTube celebrities who will like drive a post into the ground and be like, "Western whores and simp's have ruined society." That's very funny satire, which I hope it is. Uh, but if you want to get in contact, con- oh man, I tried. I tried so hard and I just can't. If you want to get into contact with us, I think John's going to take it away with the social media plugs. Don't throw it to me. I'll be right back. That's right. Red Hot Chili Peppers style, freaky, styly. I am going to take it away. Take it away. Take it away now. Da 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 da. Give it to your mama. Something, something, something. Give it to your papa. Right? I mean, I don't listen to a lot of Red Hot Chili Peppers, but I've listened to a podcast episode about them. Anyway, uh, if you want to contact us, you can do so on X, formerly known as Twitter, at ZCPCWHJ on Twitter or X dot calm i don't know uh and i think henry knows what that stands for well it appears as though henry is not back yet so we'll uh we'll uh we'll wait for henry i hope his uh hope his house isn't on fire but we can just move ahead with uh, social media reads. If you want to send us an email, the most deranged form of communication, you can do so too. Zero credits is a podcast at gmail.com. We'll write you back. I did this thing where I wrote to a lot of local podcasts and they didn't write us back. I promise if you send us an email and we see it, we'll probably write you back or at least acknowledge it on the show if you're listening to the show now congratulations you found us other people can find us too on all services where podcasts are available such as pod chaser good pods spotify we gotta have an anchor show on spotify where we can play real music so you can really listen to red hot chili peppers take it away take it away take it away take it away now under the bridge etc other red hot chili peppers songs anthony kiedis wanted to be the james brown of the 80s uh we're also on apple music apple Podcasts, google Podcasts is going away i think it's being called youtube podcast now the space is fucked but we're on everything so people can find us wherever they like to find us and if you could leave us a rating or review on any of those places that would be a great help to the show But more than anything else, you need to find people in your life who you think would listen to a podcast. And you got to say, hey, listen to Zero Credits. It's not going to change your life or anything, but hey, do me a favor. You know, it's an hour to an hour and a half out of your week. That's nothing. Listen to it while you sleep. Listen to it five times while you sleep. That'll really do me a favor. It'll do the boys a favor. Because word of the mouth is the only way we can survive. That stands for Zakapakawahaja. Zakapakawahaja. And from everyone here at the Taylor Swift's co opted PSYOP Handlers Studio Zero Credits, we're going to wish you a happy week. Goodbye, everybody. Goodbye.
I uh, put more effort into this than any of the research I did <laughs> during the year of research. I mean, I le- I appreciate the research. It gave us so much to talk about. This was a uh, mega ep. A mega ep. Well, we're making up for missing last week. Yeah, we gotta do we gotta have the mega app. We gotta um, have the mega app. Man, beer makes me sleepy. 